Hello. Hello, hello, hello. The world is crazy right now, but it is so good to be here with you. Talking about something really gross. Yeah, gross. This episode is kind of kind of icky. So, to start off, I have a question for you. What is the grossest thing that you have ever put up online of your kid? And you can be honest, we are all friends here, and you don't have to say it out loud. Is it a messy food video? Is it a poop blowout? Boogers? Vomit? Or nothing. Maybe it's nothing at all. But some parents, in fact a lot of parents, are putting really gross shit of their kids online every single day. And millions of people are watching it. Millions. Millions. Sarah Adams is the unfortunate recipient of many of these videos. She gets sent all of it. See, ever since she started the anti-sharenting account Mom Uncharted, where she discusses the perils and pitfalls of sharing your kids online, people, her audience, her consumers, they've been sending her every single gross video that they come across. It's gross, but also scary, and sometimes even dangerous videos of children. I don't know how she does it. It must break her brain on a regular basis. And I needed to know that. I needed to know how she takes in all of this crap. Literal crap. She gets sent poop videos constantly. And that is one of the things that we are going to talk about in today's episode. How do you unsee some of the terrible things on the internet that involve children? And make no mistake, it is truly a cesspool. Sorry for the downer in an already down time, but also love you so much. One of the most recent videos I was tagged in over on TikTok was an account, and it looks like the whole account, or at least like 80% of it, is just a mother picking boogers. That is mm -hmm. the entire account, and um, it is, okay, hold on, let me just look. What do we have here? And I'm talking, the video I was tagged in, almost 30 million views. Stop it. Stop it. 30 no. million views. The next one, 15 million views. They're no. getting hundreds of thousands, millions of views. And it's just a close-up of the baby's nose with, you know, the nose picker. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's 26 parts thus far out of her baby's nose. I've been talking about these subjects for, let's call it close to two years, a year and a half. And yes. I continue to be floored by what people send me. Like I was not expecting last night to find an entire account, 30 million, and I'm in Canada. So I'm thinking like that, you know, 90% of our population watching <laughs> some stranger pick a booger out of their daughter's out nose. Out of their daughter's nose. That's you most know? of Canada. Most of yeah. Canada is watching these booger videos. You know, well, let's not go too far on the Canadians <laughs> here, Joe. You're like, but stop like, stop vilifying Canada. You know, Joe. You, I think a lot of people they have a hard time thinking about the views, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, first kids can't conceptualize it, but even us as adults sometimes can't conceptualize the eyes on our video and like. 
just using your child's boogers and entertainment for strangers like are you that are you that boring of an individual and that desperate and starved for attention that that's what you're doing to your child and then people who are watching this are we that bored are we that, that like, bored we, that we want to watch this like go pick your own boogers i, I just <laughs> just wa- yeah I watch just... yourself there's a mirror watch yourself in the mirror picking your own boogers and you know you know what i'm going to ask you because this is something you talk about all the time when this kid grows up and all of his boogers are living forever on the internet what will it be like to be booger kid 100% like i can't i can't conceptualize what that's going to feel like and i recognize that like there's a good chance that there's going to be so much content of some of these kids that they might not even find the worst of the worst of it, right? But if yeah. this account is like literally just based on being the booger kid, there's a good chance that that's going to be easy to find and follow you for a long time. I was tagged in a video where an influencer, millions, millions of followers, was discussing her newborn baby girl's vaginal discharge. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. and nope. her husband's experience with it and like that was I, I I couldn't even watch the whole thing I heard like that and like my husband's first experience with that and he was all ick it was when I saw it over a million views could you imagine being that little girl and finding out that one of your earliest viral videos was your mom talking about your newborn discharge and not no. even like in a way that like this child has never been seen. Like I'm pretty sure they were like TikToking live from the hospital, right? Like right. it's a very right. kid as content account. But like it's just there's no boundaries. There's no privacy. There's nothing is sacred anymore. It's extremely concerning. I'm I'm terrified by it. And we I well I you know what? I, let's back up. I need you to introduce yourself. I need oh, you yeah, to tell sorry about that. Whatever. We just dove right into it. Sorry I need you about to... that audience. I'm like, uh, I'm like, yeah. I need you to so tell. So I'm Sarah. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah. Hi. Uh, we're talking about boogers and baby vaginal j- discharge today. Um, but you know what? My audience likes that. We like to get right into it. You are Sarah. You are Mom Uncharted. Talk to mm-hmm. us about your account and all of the awesome things that you do with it. And then we're going to get into some more gross things that people post about their kids and the crux of this, which is kids aren't content and they really shouldn't be content the second they come out of the womb. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I'm Sarah, um, better known as Mom Uncharted online. I started talking about these subjects probably like a year and a half, two years ago. And um, honestly, Joe, like uh, fangirling right now because under the influence and your first season of the podcast was one of the, you know, light bulb moments that got me more interested in this subject. So uh, just it really had an impact on me and triggering me to look further into um, these influencers and the family vloggers and things like that. So thank you for that, because you were a large part of my light bulb moment. And you know, I didn't always think this way. You know, I had my first baby in 2017. I followed a lot of like the mummy influencers on Instagram because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know how to do this, what to buy, what to 
you know, the tips and tricks. So I fell into that, you know, mummy influencer, ghost scroller. I think that's Mm -hmm. what they called me. I was kind of like a ghost scroller Mm -hmm. and didn't really think critically about it. It seemed pretty normal back then. And as time went on, we went into a pandemic. I had a pandemic baby. We're all on our phones more. I just started to get really uncomfortable with the amount of time uh, parents were spending on their phones with their kids, you know, like the amount of stories I was seeing throughout the day, the things they were sharing. Like I was starting to see people like their kids waking up, eating breakfast, what they were wearing to school, school drop off, their weekends, where they are at that exact moment, medical diagnoses. And I just thought, whoa, hold up one second. And a light bulb went off and I was like, I'm a stranger watching and like kind of invested in this kid's life that's weird. That, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel good anymore. That it feels doesn't wrong. feel good. It doesn't that feel feels, good, right? Yeah, yeah, it feels wrong. It feels invasive. I shouldn't be privy to this information, right? Um, and yeah, it was just a big moment for me. And I started discussing it with family and friends. And they're like, wow, you seem really interested in this. Like, what are you going to do about it? And I was like, I don't know. And I downloaded TikTok on a whim, started talking about like, random stuff and talking about this and then I realized I just kind of wanted to talk about this so I just kind (laughs) of niched my yeah I just was like there's so much to talk about why would I talk about anything else the content never ends there's so much to talk about we can we can talk forever and you'll hopefully you're going to become a regular on this show when we talk about kids as content because it's something I want to go back to over and over and over again Look, I struggle with it too. I my kids are still on some of my accounts. I I it freaks me out that I still do it and I I don't stop doing it. I tell myself it's because I want to share parts of my family, but not all of my family. Yep. In in a perfect world I would get off the social medias altogether, but mama's got to sell books. Mama's got to sell say. the books. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm not going anywhere anytime soon, friends. But This is something we have to keep discussing and something you and I have been going back and forth on on the DMs is videos, postpartum videos of the baby literally the second that it comes out of the womb. Yes. Yes. Um, It's a thing like the, you know, you Google, you Google birth videos, go on YouTube. Um, I would say a large portion of the family vloggers and influencers share their labor and delivery these days um right it's a thing it's a thing and it does really well for a lot oh, of these it does women. you know what like pregnant pregnancy the minute an influencer announces they're pregnant like that is peak influence right there like that's when it kind of starts that's when they start growing pregnancy babies you know you kind of have like it all until they move away from toddlerhood and mm-hmm. then they kind of start thinking about like number two or number seven. Sometimes. Number eight. Number eight. We're just saying they, number eight just happened for 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 one of them. Oh, I God. saw that on Sarah's Instagram. Yeah. The other day. I got, yeah. I got I got shit on a lot for posting about Ballerina Farm having another baby and saying, you know, that this is probably good for her content. Mm-hmm. You know, some women attacked me saying, how dare you attack a mother? 
And I'm not attacking her. They can support all of these babies. They can do all of the all, things, yeah. like whatever. Generational but wealth, baby. Generational wealth. That's a great thing. She, you know, they have lots of money to spread around for all of these children. Not that that matters, but let's let's call a spade a spade. It makes it a lot easier. Yeah. But it's not going to hurt her content because the the social media is love a pregnant body or they yep. love a certain kind of pregnant body. They don't love all pregnant bodies, but they love a certain kind of pregnant important, body. I think that's important to note. Mm-hmm. And they also love certain certain newborn babies. And so I think that, yeah, this will be very good for Ballerina Farm. And there's nothing gross about saying that it's a good business decision for her to make. Well, I, I don't think I don't think so. And I think it would be naive to think that um, there aren't content babies in this day and age. It literally feels that some people and, I, and there's a variety of reasons why people have children. But if you're <laughs> looking at some of these people as a viewer, as a critic of these individuals, it really does oftentimes feel that. A lot has to do with content. It, it yeah. feels that way. It does feel that way. It does. It's like it does feel as if there are no content babies in the world. I mean, not everyone goes to an Elton John concert in North Dakota and drinks a lot of cheap beer and whiskey and makes a third baby. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's like, not how. That's not how. That's not how babies are it, made for everyone. And it feels that way because the minute they come out, the minute they come earthside, they're already in a content calendar. They're already being monetized, right? Yeah. And like, I have seen it. I have seen an influencer whose first image video of her child was a monetized ad. It wasn't like I announced my baby and then mm -hmm. the next day had a monetized ad. It was that was the first ch the child's first foray into the online world was being used as a pregnancy ad. Yes, That's just what I, it was. It is. It is. And, you know, I you sent me one video of a baby one that video, was, Joe. I said, no, yeah, I said, yeah, I send you a few videos. You send <laughs> you send me so many good videos. And I just looked at my inbox and you sent me a lot of booger videos. Yeah, uh, sorry. You asked. Um, I did. I did. I asked for boogers. But it is the one that I'm looking at is a five hour old baby. Mm -hmm. And in it, there is a lot of branded content. This is yeah. a commercial. It is a commercial that features a five hour old baby. So yeah. that because you know that like newborn fre freshies, freshie babies right out of the womb, they get a lot of attention. And so this mom branded the shit out of this five year, five month old baby. What? I'm trying to go through and remember which brands were in here, all the product Bloom placements. was the big one, that Bloom, Bloom drink. Yes, Bloom. It's always Bloom. Bloom. Yes, Bloom was the And you was know what? The, Honestly, the like, props to Bloom and their marketing because, like, they're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. So, like, I'm not going to knock a company that is doing influencing marketing, quote, unquote, well. Um, no, because no. you know mm -hmm. what I mean that like, why are, why they all have them? Cause they're doing a good job in their marketing department. They're doing a good job. I, mean, I just don't, for like, sure. there was on top of like the five hour, like first it's going to create some buzz and controversy, right? Because there's going to be moms yeah. 
talking like either like, whoa, look at you go five months. Um, you know, oh my gosh, I wasn't five doing hours, that. Right? Five hours. Five look hours. Pardon five me. Hours. Yes, five hours. Um, yes. So there's going to be a lot of thoughts and feelings about that mm -hmm. already. So mm -hmm. that's going to track the engagement right there. But there's something about using, like promoting a supplement, like a bloating gut health thing five hours after postpartum. That also felt really icky to me. The fact that a mother is five hours postpartum and so invested in social media that they're setting up their camera and getting the bloom and stuff ready to create this video to edit and stuff like that. Like for me, it's like, that's what you were thinking? Like you had a baby and that was one of your first thoughts? Like let's make some content? To me, that's very bizarre. Yeah. That's very bizarre. It's bizarre. It's bizarre. And it's also the world we live in right now. That's the well, thing. Yeah. I mean, I think that it's becoming very normalized. There was this viral video that a thousand people sent me of a dude hmm? carrying a newborn baby through a grocery store. Oh, the NICU baby. The NICU. The NICU baby mm -hmm. in Target. The Lion King hold. We're going to take a quick break here before we get into this gonzo bananas story about a dad carrying a newborn with one hand raised in the air. The baby is in that hand as he walks through the aisles of Target. And I'm pretty convinced he did it just so his video would go viral. You know what makes me really kind of ragey? Going to the grocery store. Going to the grocery store and being the one person in my house that figures out what to cook for dinner. I want someone else to take that off my plate. I do. I do. And that is why I am very, very into HelloFresh right now. HelloFresh makes it very easy to make mealtime more fun, more exciting, and frankly, the most important thing, just plain easier for me. For me. What I love the most is that HelloFresh does all of the shopping and meal planning for you. The ingredients arrive right at your doorstep, pre-portioned, along with step-by-step -step recipe cards. They're so easy that almost anyone in my house, except maybe the baby, can follow them. So not only do they completely take the hassle out of mealtime, but they also save me money. Because when I'm tired and I don't want to cook, which is a lot because there are three children under the age of six here, I end up ordering takeout. And takeout is very, very expensive. And that means I've got to sell a lot of books, make a lot of podcasts. HelloFresh is way cheaper than takeout and the grocery store. It's apparently about 25% less expensive than takeout, which is something that I like a lot because I like having more money in my pocket. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Terry. That's the number five, the number zero, and T-E-R-R-Y. You can use the code 50Terry for 50% off plus free shipping. Again, one more time, go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Terry and use the code 50Terry for 50% off plus free shipping. I'm telling you, you're going to like the HelloFresh. They are America's number one meal kit for a reason. Okay, we well, are back. For those of you who haven't seen the video of content creator Stephen Lomas of the account at Alex and Stephen, here is what it is. 
It is a video of him going to Target with his newborn baby, Maya, on the same day that she was released from the NICU. She's less than five pounds. And you should probably look it up because I can't do it justice. In the video, Stephen, who I just, I need to talk about his mullet. He has a really intense mullet. And I don't know why I keep looking at the mullet when I should be looking at the baby. But I'm a bad person. So I do. So I do. So he is walking through Target with the baby in his hand like a football, with one arm outstretched like a quarterback going in for a touchdown. At one point, Maya's mother, Alex, who is behind the camera, encourages Stephen to dangle the baby in the air with one hand. The parents then laugh like Disney villains at their little baby's very confused expression. For a while, I didn't know if it was a real baby. At first. There. At first, I thought it was a doll. How many times did you watch it before you realized? I'm still watching it Three, right four. now. And now I realize, oh, no, it's a, it's a, it's a real baby. It's a real baby. Um, this got stitched so many times. Should I just stitch it on TikTok? Because I'm trying to teach myself TikTok right now. Um, that it was, can you describe that video to us? It is a video of him in a Target. And the title, do you have it there? What does the title exactly read? It's my Maya's first day out of the NICU. Maya's first day out of the NICU. Yeah. And the dad is walking through a Target holding his newborn baby or his NICU baby in essentially the palm of his hand up like kind of to his right, up high, as we said, kind of like a Lion King pose. Um, it's not a proper way to hold a baby, especially no. a NICU baby. No. And then there was all the talk about also like bringing a NICU baby right into a public space and things like this. And this is important to note that this is a repost. This baby is not that age anymore. This baby is a few months, if not a year old now. So that video was already out there, but this was the one that trended and went viral and got all the controversy going. This is a family that has more than 300,000 followers. Yeah. 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 And that's just on one of their accounts. That's just, like they, yeah, and they have lots they and lots of accounts, tag all the other right? accounts and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, other people see this. And then, like, we can't... Then other... People are so starved for virality that other impressionable, maybe young parents could see something like this and be like, oh, well this was controversial and this went viral. Like, I regularly hold my baby like this at the gas station. Maybe I should try that, right? Like, you just right. don't know what this kind of content can turn into and create. It has resulted in some pretty good satire videos, though. I mean, I feel like I should make a video now. Right? Um, yeah. I mean, look, I can't have another baby, so I'm never going to have a newborn again. I mean, I guess I could, but I can't make one with Nick because vasectomy... Mm -hmm. But I, I'm sure I could find a very nice young sperm donor who would want to have a fourth baby with me. Oh, Joe. So if I, if I need more content. Calling it I, at two. Calling it at two over here. You know, I thought I was calling it at two, too. No. <laughs> Don't well, go to Fargo. Don't go okay. to Fargo, North Dakota. Not going to mm -hmm. North Dakota. Don't go to North Dakota. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to me a little bit more. You, you, this has become an area of expertise for you. and. How, like, 
just tell like what tell me everything that you're seeing. What are what are some of the craziest things that you have seen posted or you get tagged in? You get tagged in a lot of stuff now. I get tagged in a lot of things because where... I think it's important to note that like I've curated my feed. So my my for you page and my feed is actually like not kids and family vloggers. Like it's pretty mm. niche to me. So most of these videos are sent to me from right. my audience or I get tagged in them. And if I can see them before people block me, that's also right. a thing. Right, um, of course. I w Joe, there are just so many. Um, some of the ones that upset me the most are the parents who record their babies covered in feces. What? Yeah, so there are, and I'm not talking about, oh, I've been tagged in one or two video. I'm talking about many, many videos. Children have accidents, and what the parent does is they pick up their camera, and they go into their crib, and they see feces all over their crib, all over the child. Maybe the child had an explosion in the car seat and is covered, and they film and offer commentary on this. Oftentimes they say like, you know, hashtag like birth control or here's your birth control for the day. But they literally film their own child covered in their own feces and put it on the internet for strangers. And it is the most degrading thing I have seen. I It's shocking. I just, it's shocking. It's shocking and degrading. And you... I don't think you would treat a stranger like that. That's what I'm going to throw out there. If you saw a stranger on the street who had just shit their pants, I don't think you would take a picture of them and put it on the internet because you would feel guilty. And yet some people take pictures of their own child and put it yeah. out there. It's, it's, it's absolutely appalling. And these are beautiful little babies and toddlers and like, you know, they have accidents and like, listen, like a lot of people will be like, oh, well, they posted it to relate because what mom hasn't had a blowout? We've all had fucking We've blowouts, right? But we all aren't thinking, let's record my child covered in feces and use it as a form of entertainment for strangers online. Many who apparently have like a poop fetish which is a whole nother thing oh, um, no. that is you know because when I started talking about this it was mainly like a privacy and consent thing um, yeah. of course I know the internet's danger and stuff like that but I didn't know the magnitude of all of this um, so wait talk to me talk to me about this terrible terrible dark corner of the internet so not only are you posting this video of a child covered in feces without their consent but then there are the grossest of gross pedophiles out there whose kink is actually kids covered in feces. It's it's awful <sighs> and disgusting to say. <sighs> but yeah, there is a segment of the population who gets off on feces. Um, and if that segment of the population uh, is also predatory towards children, then those videos are gold mines for them. Um, and, you know, we talk often about how, you know, things can be photoshopped and AI and digital altering and videos can be manipulated and things like that. And that that happens. That is terrifying. Um, regular videos can also end up on bad sites. But another thing that has recently come, not recently, I've been aware, is that a lot of times people will take these sick individuals will take these videos and these images or they become obsessed with like an influencer kid online and they go mm -hmm. to forums and they talk 
in like graphic detail about what they would like do to these children no. and things like that. Yeah. Um, I've, I've seen the screenshots. I get a lot of emails and things like that. I've seen fan fiction written about influencer kids. No. That is, yeah, that is extremely graphic and wrong. And this is a real human child that somebody has wrote a quote unquote fan fiction. And I don't want fan fiction to get bad a lot of people in those communities they're doing it right because it's fiction but some fan fiction is great we love fan fiction right love exactly love, love, love fan love fiction a, but yeah. not when but not when it's not fiction because it's a no. real human that you are um thinking uh yeah so i've seen some really awful stuff and i try and stay above uh board i never want to get anywhere where i shouldn't um i'm very open about that but it's it's scary and you know on instagram a few clicks and next thing you know you're in a really dark place and that's not even the dark web that's just no. instagram that's just instagram that's just instagram i think we all just need to know how unsafe these online spaces are becoming um, right and i didn't know i didn't know i didn't know how bad it was so when i hear these things and I come across these things I feel like I just have to tell other parents that like this is happening and like you can do what you want with the information but like it's really starting to feel unsafe the thing is you're doing a service because the best thing we can do is talk about this right yeah and because when we don't talk about it we pretend that it's not happening mm -hmm. and the fact of the matter is that kids should not be content yeah, they shouldn't and, be. Yeah, just... and I've, I've made the, and I've said it before. There is a difference between a parent turning their kids into content, so like utilizing their kids as content, meaning they would not have a successful platform without regularly featuring their child. Right, their yes. child is their platform versus an influencer who that's their full-time job and occasionally at Christmas they have an image of their family or a kid is doing a silly dance, right? Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. in my opinion, there is a, a difference in that, right? Totally. Um, or Well, and then there's also a difference between the mom that just posts pictures of her kids once yeah, in a while, and then the, right? Like, the everyday, yeah. the everyday uh, Average parent. Mom. Yeah. yeah. And, my, and I always, because I get one well, of my questions is always like um is private accounts safe right and what do you do and I don't post publicly or privately I don't I don't share yeah. like some of my closest friends oh you could talk to my parents ask them the last time they saw a picture of their grandkids I don't know because I don't send them that often right but I don't right. post privately or publicly and I always advocate for parents the everyday parent if you are sharing Go private and know the people who are following you. Like, do you really need that guy from college? Do you really need that, like, coworker from 10 years ago? I wish that we didn't live in a cesspool of a world where I couldn't share my beautiful kids with lovely readers. Yeah. Uh, because some creepy, poop-obsessed man might be watching yeah. and trolling my feed. And, and uh, also, Joe, is it, it's sometimes not just, like, the creepy ones. Sometimes people are just crazy. It's not the creepy guy. Sometimes it's like another mom who like just hates them and is just making yeah. their life miserable by, you know, creating other accounts with photos or calling 
CPS and doing things like it's not always like the creepy guy in the corner. Sometimes there's just crazy people in this dumpster mm-hmm. fire of social media, right? Yeah, a lot of unwell and unhappy people. What are a couple other crazy things that you've seen that you think would give parents a wake up call about posting? Um, I think when uh, people are stealing images is another thing. Like I've, I, I don't know how these influencers are okay with people creating fan accounts of their literal human children mm-hmm. and then not having control over those photos and those comments and the followers. Like to me, that's very bizarre that mm-hmm. um, people and like people steal photos. You know, I have friends who their their photos were stolen, their family was stolen. And they were like, someone else was like impersonating, like created new names for them, right? They call it digital mm-hmm. kidnapping and things like that. Um, that's very concerning as well. And just like in general, the digital footprint we're creating for our kids, right? Wouldn't it be a nice gift if they can hop online when we've educated them and they're well-informed digital citizens and they don't have like pictures of them pooping on the potty? And they don't have their meltdowns and they don't have us, you know, pranking them or whatever. Wouldn't it just be nice for them to show up online and be authentically who they are without this curated narrative of who we've been telling the world they are? That would be lovely. That's the dream. That's the dream. You know, like, and it's a pretty easy gift to give your kid these days, right? To not just overshare their life online. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there, there's just, yeah, there's a lot. You, you, you once said something, you said, when is it no longer exploiting and it's literally pimping out your children? Yeah, so that's in relation to what I refer to as mummy-ran accounts, parent-ran mm-hmm. accounts, where mm-hmm. parents have made the account solely about their child. And um, I stumbled upon this world. Um I went down this rabbit hole one time because I was clicking around off an influencer kid and ended up in like the dance, cheer, gymnastics world. Yeah, it's Whoa. a world. It's a world. That's another, that's another episode, Joe. Mm-hmm. And there are parents, specifically mothers, who are hypersexualizing their young girls and selling images and videos to predatory people online. That's it. That's that's what is happening. There is a subscribe button on Instagram where individuals can subscribe um, for exclusive content of children. Whoa. (laughs) How's this confetti? Was that on your side? Sorry, everybody. Confetti just confetti just rained down on my great it's like congratulations you're making yeah and they are yeah they are selling photos to strangers online um and And i've seen that and what we're talking about is these these are accounts they're you know the moms who have young girls they take pictures of them cheering or doing gymnastics or just doing cute adorable things but people pay to get to see the pictures. They subscribe to get to see the pictures. They get to, they subscribe to see exclusive <clears throat> pictures. So my thought is if all the pictures are already pretty um, hypersexualized, like lots mm-hmm. of legs in the air and splits and limited clothing and 
you know, like Cardi B WAP songs and things like this. Mm-hmm. Like if what they're posting publicly is already like highly sexualized imagery of children, what are they selling privately? Like what are these people paying to see privately? Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. That's scary. That's it's scary. Terrifying. It feels very like OF for kids. Yes, yes. And OF, for those of you who do not know, is OnlyFans. And we have a great, actually, we have a great influencer OnlyFans episode coming up. We're, we're going to talk oh, about. Oh, awesome. Yeah. The, but, but not children. There's not children involved. It's you know, adult, adult women who oh. make money on, on OnlyFans in the adult industry. It's a, it's a fascinating yeah. crossover. It's going to be well, really and good. I, and yeah. I've, always, I've always taken around that if you are a consenting adult and you are doing, you know, sex work on OnlyFans, that's cool. I have no problem with that. However, if you were promoting your OnlyFans on an account that also features your children, that's no. where I that's where yeah. I have a problem with it. I feel like those should be separate. Um, yes. Things. Yes. Se- yes, separate things. Separate yeah. things. Well, and I think that we do see an intense over-sexualization of young girls mm-hmm. on, on social media. Definitely. I really do. It it brings to mind the Jean Benet Ramsey images from beauty pageants that we yep. used to see when I was when I was growing up and and in the tabloid news. But that is all over the social media. And a lot of like the Brooklyn moms may not see it because we you don't get served things that are unlike you. But around the rest of the country, it's a big thing. I I we're just speaking of this, so I need to send you this. So here you go. Yeah. So oh, this what are you sending is to me? Okay. um this is a young girl who has been talked about in the media before. Actually, Pink brought it to. Oh main- my God! Shut your mouth. Guys, I just want to I just want to tell you. So all of these all of these links that Sarah is telling me, I will be posting them in the Substack over the influence. These are shower videos. Her name is Piper Raquel and her mm-hmm. mother's name is Tiffany Raquel. And I think you would be very interested in learning more about that. All right. Oh my gosh, in this one video that got a million likes, she's like making out with some dude. Well, and the thing is, she's been, you know, she's been a popular young kid star for a very long time. Uh, Many would say like hypersexualized for a very long time. And here's the thing. So she's 15 now. um, And a lot of the audience that's watching this is like children, like, you know, children, like tween girls, 11, 12, and they're seeing this and they're thinking like, oh, well, that's how I get likes and popularity. Like I take off my shirt and reveal my sports bra and dance and then shower in a bikini and stuff like that. And sometimes I just think like, how did we get here? How did we get here? This is wild. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here. This isn't where I want to be. Well, you know, all right, we're going to end today's interview on that note, because I think that this takes us to a whole new another episode, a whole whole new new, world, a a whole new world, a whole new episode about the things that teen and tween and younger girls can find online. Um, I'll be back. Jesus Christ. You'll be back. I'll be back.
We went from boogers to 15-year-old girls' boobs is what I we know. did. I it's, know. Oh. It's, it's weird how we get here. But I feel like it all, like, really flowed well. It did. Like it it did. No, it's really good narrative. It's right? great narrative. It's you know? really great narrative. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're coming back on. I love having you on here. You are such a great expert on all of this. And tell people where they can find you to get all of your great advice to um, to protect your children. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Um, So on the uh, socials, I go by mom, M-O-M dot uncharted. And you can find me on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube mainly. And that's what I'm doing. And in the new year, um, I have a podcast coming out. So stay tuned for that. What a whirlwind today. Baby boogers teen girls in showers, which I'm, you know what? I'm usually judgment-free. I'm putting my foot down. I don't want teen girls in showers on the social medias. I don't. I do not. Ugh. Preemie babies being carted around the Target. The internet is just, it's a gross place. It's gross. I'm just, that's, that's all it is. It's gross. But what isn't gross is how much I love my audience. You guys send me the best stuff. The stuff that is, you know, the dark corners of the internet, but also the stuff that makes me laugh and laugh. There will be a transcript of this show with a lot of the videos and the accounts that we talked about on my Substack, Over the Influence. Subscribe. You get all sorts of cool stuff as a paid subscriber. All of the transcripts of this show, exclusive videos. And if you love this show, then please leave a review and tell your friends. And as always, give a little pre-order to my new novel, The Sicilian Inheritance. Order it early and often, mostly so that I don't have to resort to picking my own nose on TikTok. Talk soon. Smooches.